0: Coming up next on Home Court Advantage, everybody wants to be a house flipper, right? HGTV, Bravo, all these shows, they have everyone all excited and they make it seem like it's so easy. Then the question is, how are you funding the project? How much money am I going to make on a rehab? Doing those shows, they don't give you the real numbers. Welcome people. This is Roger Dixon and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Home Court Advantage, where we talk about everything from sports to real estate and finances. And I just want you to remember life is about choices and you made the right choice by choosing to listen with us today. Today's podcast, we're going to focus on something that a lot of people are excited about, right? Um, house flipping, everybody wants to be a house flipper, right? HGTV, Bravo, all these shows, they have everyone all excited and they make it seem like it's so easy. So we want to talk about that today. We're gonna to get into the details and the nitty, the nitty gritty of house flipping. But first, let me give you a little bit of my background. Like, So why should you listen to me about house flipping? So my undergraduate degree is in accounting. Uh, worked in corporate, in different accounting and finance positions for 11 years. And during that time, I bought real estate. Uh, my wife and I, at one point, owned uh, 30 rental properties in, Phila- in the Philadelphia area and 10 in Baltimore. Uh, we also owned a mortgage company for 10 years. So I'm pretty well versed um, from a landlord standpoint, from a financing standpoint. Um, and then we've started flipping houses. Um, so for me, um, I've kind of covered the whole gamut of the real estate market, right, From a, from the financing standpoint, having a mortgage company. Um, from being a landlord for a number of years, and then also from flipping houses, and I'm also a licensed realtor, so I do do traditional real estate work as well. Um, and I am part of a franchise called Homevestors, where we specialize in rehabbing and flipping houses. So I just want to give you that brief background on myself. So did you kind of like, hey, why are we listening to this guy about house flipping? What you know, what qualifies him to give us information? So we want to. I want to start out with right the basics of house flipping. And one of the first things you got to determine is what do I offer for a a house? So if you're using a formula, I would say the best formula to use is you take 65% sixty five to 70% of what we call in the business, ARV, that stands for after repair value. So what you do is you determine what is the house going to be worth once I fix it up. Right. That's your after repair value. So let's just use an example. If you say, hey, um, a house is going to fix up. I'm looking at comps and it's going to be worth 200000. Right. So you take 65 percent of that. That's one hundred thirty thousand. And then you minus your repairs, meaning what is your rehab budget going to cost you? So if that two hundred thousand dollar house in order for you to sell it for 200000, you think that, hey, I need to spend uh, 60000 to rehab it. Well, you're going to take 65% of $200,000. That's 130000 minus out your $60,000 rehab budget. And that tells you that you should pay $70,000 for that house. And that's a formula that most hard money lenders. So we, when I say hard money lenders, folks, I'm going to say hard money lenders and private lenders. We're going to, they're, we're going to group them as one in the same. So, but I'm just going to use the term hard money lender for the purposes of this uh, podcast. So That's what hard money lenders do. They look at a deal you bring to them and they say, "Okay, we're going to loan you on 65 percent. Now, some are doing 70 percent. And and let me be clear. There is not a this is not a hard and fast formula for every property, because if you're buying something that the after repair value is much higher, you know, say you're looking at something where the after repair value is five hundred thousand. Well, then you can go higher than 65%. In fact, a lot of lenders will go up to 70 to 75% of after repair value. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are looking at a property that the after repair value is only 120,000, well then you're not buying at 65%. You're probably gonna be looking to buy it at somewhere in 45, 50%. Um, or you may not be buying at all because you may say this property needs too much repair and doesn't make sense. The after repair value is not high enough for us to flip and make a profit. So when you are evaluating a deal, right, so say you've got this deal and you says, hey, I, I, I see my numbers. I'm clear on my comps. And please understand you need to un- understand your comps. In fact, we'll probably do another episode on just how to value properties. But let's assume that you got that down and you say, I'm good on my comps. I'm good on my rehab budget. In fact, as I as I say that, we'll probably do another episode on how to determine your rehab budget, because uh, that's an area where where people struggle in. But let's say you got all that down. Then the question is, how are you funding the project? So are you doing this through a hard money lender or are you doing through cash? Right. If you have the cash, that's awesome. Right. Because you're going to have less expenses, less holding costs associated with it. But let's for for the purposes of this podcast, let's assume you're doing it with a hard money lender. So now you got to ask yourself, what do hard money lenders look for? Well, the obvious one. Right. I mean, you got to have decent credit. Right. You can't have terrible credit. Um most hard money lenders want to see you have, you know, a 680 credit score or better. You also need to have some cash on hand. Now, the cash on hand meaning enough money to keep the project going. So if you are doing a rehab and you're doing a har- have using a hard money lender, you're going to get draws. They're not going to give you all your rehab money up front, right? Cuz then you could, you know, run off and, you know, <laughs> and not do anything and they're stuck with the property. So they're going to give you draws you need to have enough money to be able to fund the project and keep it going. So, you know, on a typical deal, I mean, they, you know, you probably want to have 15 grand in the bank to be able to keep yourself going, um, 15 to 20,000. And then also a Harmony lender, you may not, they may not fund every nickel of your purchase in rehab, right? You know, especially when you're first starting out with them, you're new to them. They're going to ask you for your experience. You know, if you got a, book of projects you've done and got a great deal of experience they're going to be more comfortable with funding uh the full amount of your purchase and rehab long as it fits into that formula of 65 to 75 percent of arv minus repairs but if you don't they may look for you to have some skin in the game some harmony lenders won't cover settlement costs Uh, some harmony lenders will require you to put five percent into the project up front so you got to have some cash on hand i'm not saying you got to have enough to to fund the whole thing but you got to have some cash to be able to keep your project going in between draws because the last thing you want to do is get stuck right you're doing a, a project and now you you've done the demo you've done the roofing you have done rough plumbing and now you're out of money and you can't get to the next phase of electrical of finished work you can't get to that phase because you know your contractors look for money and your hard money and not going to give it to you up front they're going to want to come out and see that the work is done and then they're going to issue you the money. So that's what I mean when I say you got to have enough cash on hand to keep the project going. Now, once you've done a number of deals with the hard money lender, that's why I recommend you get a relationship with one and stick with it. Because once you've done a number of deals with them, then it becomes a lot easier for them to say, you know what? We're comfortable. We know you know what you're doing. We have good experience with you. They'll fund the great majority of your purchase and rehab. Again, long as it fits within those parameters of that 65 to 70% of ARV minus repairs. Now, one of the things that I think that people struggle with when they're doing this is, right, they, they don't count up the total costs, right? So when you're looking at a pro- property and you're saying, hey, here's my purchase price. So, all right, so you got that down let's just keep using our same numbers. For example, our $200,000 ARV, you're, you're, you're buying it at 65% minus repairs. You're getting it at 70,000. You got to spend 60,000 in the rehab. So you got your purchase price and your rehab costs in. Well, a lot of people don't count a lot of other things. Well, you have transfer tax when you buy it, right? If you're in the city of Philadelphia, you may have two uh, percent transfer tax. Um, if you're in some areas, it's one percent, one and a half percent. But you have transfer tax when you buy it. What else do you have to get when you buy the property? Don't you have to get homeowner's insurance and you have to pay that up front for the year? Even if you're not going to have the property for a year, you're going to have to pay the homeowner's insurance up front for a year. You have title insurance, right? Title company does title search um, and they are going to have title insurance that covers the lender and you as the property owner. You have property taxes that you're going to have to pay. Those property taxes will be paid for the year up front. And then you have miscellaneous title fees. And if you, again, if you're using hard money, you're also going to have what? interest? You're going to have points. You could have three points on the loan. Interest could be 9%, 10 have 11%. I've seen, them, I've seen them as low as 8%. Um, but you're going to have interest and you're going to have points. So these are things that people don't factor in when they are looking at the total cost of doing a rehab, once you rehab the property or during the rehab, what else do you have utilities, right? You got to keep the electric going. You got to keep water on. Um, you know, you, if it's in the wintertime, you're going to have heat. So you might have the gas gas going. So you have those utility bills. So these are all things that add up. So I, I always, always laugh when people, uh, say, you know, say, Oh, I bought it for X, um, rehab with X, sold of X. And that's what I made. Like, no, you missed a whole lot of costs that you did not factor in. Um, even when you sell it, you're going to have realtor fees. When you sell it, you're going to have transfer tax again, when you sell it, and then you will potentially have seller assist or even repair credits, right? Even though you've rehabbed the house, someone's going to do a home inspection and a home inspection, I don't care if it's a new construction house or a completely rehab house, you're still going to get 25, 30 pages on a home inspection report. And someone may want you to give them a repair credit. So those are things that you have to budget and factor in when you're, when you, when you're factoring in how much money am I going to make on a rehab? Right? Cause I've seen people do a rehab and think they're going to make all of this money. And then at the end of the thing, they're like, well, I did all of this and I made five grand or they lost money or didn't make anything. Um, so one of the things that helps you make money in a rehab is speed, right? Speed is extremely important, right? Because the old adage, time is money, is absolutely true when you're rehabbing a property. Um, if you have interest, right? You're using a hard money lender and they're at 10% interest. And let's just say you borrowed uh, 230000 I mean, $200,000. Let's, let's keep my math simple. I actually am good at math, guys, but let's keep this simple. For the rest that aren't. Let's say you borrow two hundred thousand. Well, at 10 percent interest, that's two thousand dollars a month. Right. So like if you're slow and you're not churning through a rehab, I mean, if it's an average rehab that should take two months to two and a half months, you need to make it take two, two and a half months. You know, if it's a bigger rehab where it is a bigger profit margin, but it may take a little longer and it could take six months, you need to make it take six months because you are Burning interest. Like I said, if you're borrowing two hundred thousand at ten percent interest from a hard money lender, that's two grand a month. So every month that you're past your deadline, that's two grand that's coming off of your profit. Um, so you really need to be fast with this. Um, now, in order to be fast, right? What does that mean? You have to have be on top of your contractors. So these, so there's some potential mistakes, right, that people make when rehabbing. Right, right. Um, one, obviously, the obvious one is you can overpay for the house, right? So if you overpay for the house and don't do your proper due diligence in terms of comps and your rehab costs, then you're going to be dead, dead on arrival, right? Right from the start. Underestimating the rehab costs is another big mistake. We talked about speed going too slow, not staying on top of contractors. Um, I've seen people pay contractors too much money up front. Um, I actually bought a house years ago, um, three story property rehab with a rooftop deck. Uh, The investor had started doing the work and already gutted it, did a lot of a lot of the framings, some of the rough plumbing and rough electrical and had to sell it because he paid his contractors a bunch of money up front and they ran off on him. Right. So now his, his loss was my gain. I came in, bought the property didn't have to do uh, a lot of the rough plumbing, rough electrical, didn't have to do a lot of the framing, just really had to focus on the finish work. Um, and, and that property was very, very profitable, um, you know, force, but that's a mistake that people make, right? Paying contractors too much upfront or here's another one, right? This is a, this is a good one. Oh, I'm really handy. So I'm going to do all the work myself. Really? You think that makes sense, and your in your mind you're thinking I'm saving money because I'm doing the work myself. But typically, what happens? It takes too long, right? Not to mention, you know, the quality of work may not be there. Um, not to mention, if you're doing a full gut rehab, you, know, you you need to pull permits and you need to have licensed contractors d- to do that. Um, but typically, when people try and do work themselves, and they're Doing it on the weekends and evenings and next thing you know, what should have been a two, two and a half month of rehab is nine months, right? And so you think you save something by doing work yourself and look at the look what you've lost from a time standpoint. And and the time standpoint can be important too, right? Because markets can and will change. We have been spoiled for the last few years because we've been in such a market where everything's just going up and up and up. And what's happened is interest rates have gone up, so that's slowed the market. There's a slow in the market. I have a property on the market now that I had to do a price reduction on. Haven't had to do a price reduction in over two years, right? Because we just we just got used to we put a property on the market, we got ten offers in one day, and if your property's not selling in two days, you think something's wrong with you. Well that's that that wasn't the norm. We just got used to that. But what can happen is the market can change. And I've I've had experience where it's changed for me for the better and for the worse. We're doing the course of a rehab. When I first started, I comped out a property, thought it was going to sell for a certain amount. Well, guess what? There's some sales that happened. The market improved. When I was done, I was able to put it on for a higher amount. I've also had where I thought it was going to sell for a certain amount, but the market changed and I actually ended up selling it for less. So that's why speed is also important because, you know, the, the market, You know, can change. You know, one of the things that I definitely want to address on this podcast is you know, I know people love these shows. Um, I watch them too. Um, But HGTV, Bravo, all these house flipping shows, my goodness, man, they have really bought out um, a lot of wannabe house flippers. And what's happened is, Doing those shows, they don't give you the real numbers, right? So, you know, you ever notice on a show, they'll say, hey, we bought the house for 200000 We spent 100000 in the rehab and we sold it for 400000 So we made $100,000 profit. Well, remember all those additional expenses that I kind of went through, right? They're not showing you any of that stuff you know, so I I call them fake numbers. Um, a couple of shows started to do, um, where they, they show a lump sum number, you know, for, for settlement costs. Um, but they're not really giving you the real numbers. And, and, and that's where I'm here to help you, right. Understand what the real numbers are and not have these potential mistakes, right. Because you're just not counting up the true numbers. um, there's other ways to flip a house without doing a full rehab, right? You can you can clean out a house, maybe throw some paint on it, throw it right back on the market. Now, in order to do that, you got to buy the house at the at, at the really really right number. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially in this market where we were going up and house prices were going up, we it's it's harder. It gets harder and harder to buy a house within those same formulas and parameters, right? It gets harder because property values are going up and sellers know it. And everybody thinks their house is the cat's meow, right? Everybody thinks their house is worth a million dollars, regardless of what it looks like inside. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a house and someone wants to tell me, well, Zillow says my house is worth this. You know, you know, in my head, I'm saying, well, then maybe you should get Mr. Zillow to buy your house. But I don't say that. Right. Because I'm always respectful and professional with people. But what I do point out to them is Zillow. What it does is it takes basically um, it's an algorithm. Right. And they come up with price, sold prices and, and within an a area and they do a price per square foot. And they say, oh, this is the Zestimate for your house. They have no idea of condition. They don't know if the house that you know sold for fifty thousand less, the condition of it. They don't know that the house that sold for hundred thousand more was completely rehab from top to bottom. So they don't factor that in into their algorithm. So when you go into houses and people are like, "Hey, my house is worth all of this money," you know, I just kind of guide them through and say, "Hey, here's what." the houses that sold at top dollar look like I often show them pictures. I'll pull it right up my phone. Hey, here's what it looks like. Uh, how much do you think it'll take to get your house to look like this? <laughs> right. And they give you a number. And normally it's a number that's lower, right? Cause people don't understand the cost of rehabs and things like that. Like I'm going to tell you folks right now, basic, uh, full gut rehab nowadays. I mean, you're starting at 80 grand, right? You're starting at 80 grand. Um, I don't know if you checked the price of lumber and things lately, Um, it's more expensive and I don't know. Some contractors feel like, well, the the materials are more expensive. So our labor should go up. Um, I never quite get that one, but, um, I mean the, the rehab that, you know, we used to do for 50 and 60, it's 80 now. Right. And, and some of them are, I mean, I've done rehabs that are over a hundred thousand dollars for the rehab. And we're not talking about, you know, I mean, just to give you guys a perspective, you know, I'm in the Philadelphia market, right? So Philadelphia, Surrounding suburban counties, a little bit of Jersey, a little bit of Delaware. So we're not talking about being in a market that is, you know, uh, California, right, or New York or Chicago where the price is very high. Um, But yet the cost of the rehab is still high. So, you know, when you when you look at these properties and you're going through and determining how much money I'm going to make. Right. Let's go through the steps. How, should I, well, how much should I pay for the property? Right. I've done my rehab, done my due diligence, I should say. I've done my comps and I've figured out how much I'm going to pay for this property. Um, and again, we're probably going to do a, do a podcast on that as well, because that is really important. Then my rehab costs. Um, you know, I, I recently had a, a gentleman um, needed help with a property, asked for my opinion. And um, it's a property in South Philadelphia, South Philadelphia. you got to do major major rehabs. Everything is done over the top. And this gentleman says, "Hey, I, I got 40,000 in a rehab, and I look at the property and I'm like, uh, dude, that's a $100,000 rehab all day long. Like you literally have to gut that down to the studs, finish basement, central air, run ductwork, everything. Um, so determine that rehab cost is very important. But once you've done that, You've got, that's just part of the equation. Like I said, you absolutely need to factor in those other costs. And I think it's a good idea. I used to do this in the beginning. I would have a spreadsheet and I would throw stuff in there and I would have formulas where, you know, based on the price of the property, here's my other expenses. You know, I've been doing it long enough now where I just, you know, it's, I can literally sit in the house in my head and, and come up and calculate the, uh, the you know, the numbers. And that's why that formula gives you a cushion, right? 65 to 70% of after repair value. Minus your repairs. That gives you a cushion to factor in all of those other uh, expenses. So, folks, as we close out on this podcast, I know it was a lot of information given in a short period of time. You know, I will definitely revisit some of these things. Um, but just to recap. Do you do this? Do your due diligence? Well, I really struggle with that one. Didn't I? Do your due diligence. Know what your house will sell for once it's completely fixed up. Know your rehab budget. Know that cost. If you have to bring a contractor in with you, do that. Know all of your other soft costs, right? You know, your title, your transfer tax, homeowners insurance, points, interest, utilities, realtor fee, know that stuff. And then be fast, right? Stay on top of your contractors, um, don't, you know, listen, I tell people, you know, you typically need to visit a rehab, you know, at least twice a week, you know, so you can stay on top of them and let them know that, hey, you're, you know, you're paying attention to what they're doing or what they're not doing. Um, don't try and do a bunch of work yourself. And then, you know, even if you've got that down, there's still going to be unforeseen things that come up. Right. So don't be upset. Don't, don't beat yourself over the head and say, hey, man, I projected to make 70 grand on this on this flip. And I and I made 30. Well, guess what? If you did it timely enough, you can't make that same return on a stock market or any other investment. Right. So, you know, sometimes it's some money is better than no money. Um, And then lastly, what I did touch on earlier is there is another way. Right. If you're not comfortable doing a full rehab, some of our most profitable deals have been buy the house, clean it out or paint it. Throw it right back on the market, you know. Um, I'll give you one or two in closing examples. Um, purchased a property. Uh, it was it was an estate property. Uh, the gentleman's brother passed away. Gentleman didn't even live in the state. lived out of state. Did everything without even meeting the guy. Purchased for thirty thousand dollars, which was insane because I hadn't made a thirty thousand dollar purchase in in oh my goodness, I want to say last four years probably. Literally spent fifteen hundred bucks. We cleaned that house out put it on the market for $65,000 and immediately had 26 showings and offers of cash up to $87,000. So you do the math, buy, bought it for 30, clean it out, spend 1,500 bucks, got offers 87. Now, obviously we had realtor fees, transfer tax, things like that, but that's a pretty nice profit in a month's time, right? That's how fast it was because we weren't doing it. Didn't have to do a full rehab, just clean out, put it back on the market so you can do that. Um, so when you're looking at a, a property, you can't don't always look at it and say, hey, I can only do a full rehab. You know, I really tell people now, like you got to there's more than more than one way to skin a cat. Right. There's more than one way to make money off of a deal. Um, I mean, we bought a property recently and just literally just had a painter go through, painted it. It's going back on the market. And it's going to make good money. Um, So, you know, maybe down the road, I'll give you guys more examples. Maybe maybe I'll have an episode where, you know, I kind of have specific examples of properties that I've done over the years um, just to give you a feel and give you like real numbers, too. So in closing. Go out and rehab properties, guys. It's you can you can do it. Uh, You can do it with the proper preparation, proper education. Um, And there's no greater education than experience. So um, don't sit on the sidelines, go out and do it. Don't think it's going to be easy and don't think it comes fast. Sometimes it may take you a while to find the right deal. Uh, But when you do one and it works out well, the adrenaline that you get at settlement, when you get that check for a large amount of money and you're like, wow, I just made a profit that some people don't make in a whole year's worth of salary. Um, That'll keep you motivated. Once again, this has been the Home Court Advantage podcast with Roger Dixon. I want to thank you for joining us. And if you wish to send questions or topics, um, whether it's questions about what we talked about tonight with house flipping or anything else, please feel free to email me at R as in Roger, V as in Victor, Dixon, D-I-C-K-S-O-N. So that's rv Dixon at verizon.net and please put home court advantage in the subject otherwise i probably won't open it all right guys i want you guys to enjoy the rest of your night and just remember life is about choices and you made the right choice by choosing to listen with us tonight i will see you next time home court advantage is a golden heart media podcast This has been the Home Court Advantage Podcast with Roger Dixon. To keep up to date with new episodes, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rogers Home Court and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts.